Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome in. Good to see you on a Monday night right before the beginning of the SEC tournament. I am Michael Borky. Always glad, like I said, that you are with me on the Rebel Report. And a couple of things for you. Number one, I'll talk about the SEC tournament a little bit. What is on the line for Ole Miss, honestly? Not a whole lot, if we're being totally truthful here. But that has not stopped Mike Bianco from throwing his best arm. Controversial decision, one that, I say controversial, it's only controversial when there's uh, strong opinions on two sides, I suppose. Uh, This is largely hated. By everybody I've talked to and seen and listeners on the radio show today, this was universally disliked. So we'll get into that. Also, the new offensive line coach was announced today. A lot of people were wondering, wait, who? And there was some hand-wringing over this deal, and we'll react to that as well here on the podcast. First, I do want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you every single time by ABS, Advantage Business Systems of Mississippi. They are based in Jackson, but they do service the entire state. They are a technology, office technology solutions company that serves all of Mississippi. So office technology, you're probably thinking, what what is that? It's copiers and printers, mail machines, shipping, voiceover IP systems, unified comms, Document management software, IT services, including cloud storage, data security, virtual CIO, stuff like that. They have local support for every solution that they offer. When you call ABS, you get a live person, and their technicians are scattered across the state of Mississippi. So when you call for help, when you need help, or when you're using ABS, the person that comes to help you is from your backyard. Heck, you probably know them. So if you want more information, if you want a complimentary office technology assessment, or just to find out more about ABS, call 601-362-9192 or visit absms.com, absms.com. All right, here we go. SEC tournament starts tomorrow, and this opinion I'm going to start you with is one that some people disagree with. I think right now Ole Miss has a regional host basically locked up. I think it's over. I think they have locked it up. They're going to host a regional. So to me, there's nothing really to play for in Hoover. I guess they could, in in theory, get to Sunday and maybe work their way into a national seed, but you, I, and everybody else knows they don't have the pitching to do it. Maybe things get weird. They could. I mean, they, they could. They could hit really well over the next few days and get there. But to me, it's not going to happen. I, I just I don't see it happening. And now that I said that, plan your trip for Sunday and uh, – We'll see you there. But uh, if that does not happen, if that is indeed not the case, um, I don't think there's a whole lot really to be gained here. Now, I don't think that they should try to lose. It's not really what I'm advocating for. But I do not think that you need to treat tomorrow's game, Tuesday's game, as a you-must-win-or-else kind of situation. In fact, I'd have thrown somebody like Josh Mallett's or someone like that, and if you lose to Auburn, so be it. And if you beat them, that's great. But I certainly would not be pitching Doug Nikhazy tomorrow. 
And a lot of you are probably listening on Tuesday. I wouldn't be pitching to Casey today. There's a reason I don't make a million bucks a year to make these decisions. But if it were up to me, which it's not, I haven't run a baseball program for the better part of two decades and built it into what it is today. However, I would not be throwing Doug Nikhazy against Auburn on what is, I mean, he's a young guy. This isn't really all that much of a short rest, but still especially with how he's been stretched over the last few weeks, I wouldn't be pitching Doug Nikhazy. I would rest him. I probably wouldn't throw him at all this week, but I'm overly cautious, and I really could not at all care less about the SEC tournament and what happens in the SEC tournament. I couldn't care less. My sole focus would be getting to a regional healthy and doing nothing to jeopardize it. While the SEC tournament is fun and you guys like it and the radio show is going to be there and that's all Oh, it's all great. Um, it doesn't matter if you lose the next weekend. If you win the SEC tournament, but you lose in a regional, nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. Yeah, you know, you got bounced by the, the three seed uh, Clemson in your regional. But, hey, you remember that run in Hoover? Oh, that was great. Changes everything. No, no it, it doesn't. What matters is the regional. Doug Nikhazy has been stretched pretty thin. Now, apparently, he's a guy that is comfortable going deep into ball games and is going to be okay, and maybe that's the case, but this would have been a perfect opportunity to give him some time off. The only logical thing that I can get out of this would be if you were keeping him on a pretty strict pitch count. Wouldn't mind that. But uh, here's a quote from Mike Bianco. And says otherwise, knowing he's available, Bianco says, to me it doesn't make a ton of sense to not throw him because if you lose, you go home. Might as well throw your ace. We've almost always done that here, especially on day one if the guy is able to throw. Some guys don't bounce back or are able to throw. It's different on Wednesday when you have two games. You have to lose twice, but on Tuesday and you win and stay or lose and go home, you want to shoot your best bullet if you can Coaches are competitors. Mike Bianco is a competitor. When he's got a game in front of him, he wants to win it. I understand that. And maybe, just maybe, this means he may not throw Doug Nikhazy on the first game of a regional. That would be the right move. Even if it doesn't work, that would be the right move. But I hate this. I absolutely hate this. I'd rest him completely. I just, I, I don't see that this game against Auburn is important. I, I don't that, – that is not part of my thinking. I don't think it's important. But he does, and he's throwing to Casey. So I, a lot of you guys don't like it. I know you don't like it. I heard from you today on the radio show. I saw it on Twitter. It's, it's not pretty, some of the reaction. Um, I wouldn't throw him. And if they somehow get to, say, Sunday, are they going to throw him again? I don't know. I don't know. Um, if he goes up over 100 pitches again, um, the only way I can wrap my mind around this, if there is a, a pitch count, a, a limiting of pitches, it's the only way I can wrap my mind around this. 
if you can't beat Auburn without Nikhazy, you're not winning the tournament anyway. But, heck, what do I know? So Ole Miss does play Auburn tomorrow, and then uh, if they win, they will see Vanderbilt. It's going to be a late night for you guys on Tuesday night and Wednesday if they get there. So uh, get your coffee ready. Buckle up because it's going to be late. And um, we'll see what they do. I'll be there. I'll do post-game reactions to however many games that they play this week. Uh, So if that's your thing, be on the lookout for that. I'll also be doing my live stream from there as well. Uh, I encourage you guys to watch that. Um, I enjoy doing it, so check that out. But I'll be doing that from there as well. And, of course, the radio show will be there. So that's the big news today. I mean, that's it. They they did – they were still projected, obviously, as a regional host. Most people think that they have locked it up. Um, I'll tell you what those are right now. I think that um, what's crazy about these projections is when I look at, like, Ole Miss, for example. I think Arizona, who they're across from, has a more difficult draw than Ole Miss. So Ole Miss was the number 13 seed. And maybe that's what Mike Bianco sees. Maybe he sees that, you know, 13 isn't solid. It's not solid. I've got to win a couple here. Maybe that's what he sees. I don't know. But according to D1, Ole Miss uh, is currently sitting as the number 13 overall seed. They've got Louisiana Tech as the two, Virginia as the three, and Wright State as the four. Opposite, Tucson, who uh, has Arizona as the four. Florida State is the two. UC Santa Barbara is the three, and Grand Canyon is the the four. I was asked uh, earlier today on the radio show if uh, Ole Miss can play their way into anything, if they can become uh, a national seed with a good performance in Hoover. My answer was probably not because I don't think they have the pitching depth to get them anywhere anyway, truthfully. I don't think they can get there, um, but they would need some help. I think they would have to go deep into this tournament and they would need some help elsewhere to play their way into a national seed. I think that is kind of an unlikely scenario. It's just me. Uh, I really don't see, like I said before, I, when I look at this and, and, and you're asking me, you know, what's on the line, I, I don't really think that answers anything, to tell you the truth. So we shall see. We shall see. Turning the page, Ole Miss uh, announced. And I talked about somebody else the other day because, you know, Occam's Razor, I don't even think I'm using that correctly in this, uh, told you it was going to be somebody else. The guy from UNLV uh, had been an offensive line coach in the SEC. The Ole Miss Spirit reported that, you know, he's a person of interest or a name to keep an eye on. And then he left his job at UNLV. You put one and two together, and somehow you still don't come up with the right answer. Jake Thornton was uh, announced officially as Ole Miss's new offensive line coach today. It is uh, a bit of a surprise, kind of out of left field thing, but that's Lane Kiffin's M.O. Uh, I didn't know anything about Jake Thornton until the news broke. I think it was Matt Zenitz yesterday was the one that kind of had it first. Um, I, I knew nothing about this guy. Didn't have a clue anything about this guy until the name came up yesterday. And when the name came up, I still didn't know anything about him. And... Uh, He's from Gardner-Webb, and I'm familiar with Gardner-Webb. That's kind of back near-ish where I grew up, for whatever that's worth. It's a, it's a small school. It's an FCS school. Uh, he was the offensive line coach and running game coordinator at Gardner-Webb. Before that, he was at Tennessee Tech, where apparently they had incredible success. 
especially up front in his year there. And he also, which is, uh, I think this is the most important thing, spent time at Alabama as a GA on the offensive line. It's probably where this uh, connection came. And there was a lot of reaction to this. I even, um, I, I got texted from a friend that was like, who the hell is Jake Thornton? I've never heard of this guy before. It can't be good. And there's some sentiment to that. I, I had somebody text into the radio show today saying, why is Ole Miss hiring somebody from Gardner-Webb? They couldn't do better? Stuff like that. And uh, let's just be honest with ourselves, everybody. Um, how many offensive line coaches do you know in the country? How many do you know? You know Matt Luke because he's he's Matt Luke and he's the offensive line coach at Georgia. Could you name one more? One more offensive line coach at a different college. Could you name one? I couldn't. I mean, I know Mississippi State's. That's it. I don't know anybody else. And then Matt Luke, of course. But that's it. That's all I know. And so any name, if you were being honest, any name that came up, you'd have thought, who the hell's that guy? What I will caution you, and there's a lot of things that can be true at once here. This is my favorite thing to do. Everything can be true at once. I know in this business, you're supposed to pick a side and the other side's wrong. And that's just, no, everything can be true at once. It is concerning, if you want to call it that. You, you ha- It's fair to question hiring somebody this young coming from where he came from. It's also fair to say that this probably would have been much easier for Lane Kiffin had he not done it after spring practice. It can also be true that, I mean, Lane Kiffin's not perfect. He can make bad decisions, but it can also be true that even though a lot of people are underwhelmed by this hire in particular, moving on from the previous offensive line coach was the right move. Because like I told you guys before, once you've made a decision, once you know that a relationship is over, once once you feel that, you can't just ride the season out in a toxic atmosphere, especially when you're disagreeing on philosophy, development, and recruiting. I mean, how can you keep that around? So I I get making the move now, and because the hire is a name that I'm not familiar with that comes from a small school, I'm not going to, well, he didn't hire a guy that I've never heard of until today, so therefore it's a bad decision. No, I'm not going to do that. It can be true that the right move was moving on from a potentially toxic situation. That can be the right decision also. And it can be true that this guy's a, a baller. I mean, you we don't know. Would you have liked to hire somebody with a, a deeper pedigree? Yeah. That doesn't mean this isn't going to work out, though. I just, I'm very caught up on the people that are criticizing moving on, Lane Kiffin moving on. I, I'm still, I'm still kind of caught up on that. I even had somebody tell me today, it's a bad look. It's a bad look for Ole Miss to hire a guy from Gardner-Webb. What are you talking about, bad look? What does that even mean? And, and honestly, who cares about what the look is? Do he and Lane Kiffin work well together? Does Jake Thornton have a similar philosophy? Do they understand each other? Does Jake Thornton, who is a running game coordinator, will he help 
Lane Kiffin and Jeff Lebby run an effective offense? If that answer is yes, I don't give a crap where he came from, and, and nobody should either. Can he coach? I saw somebody say, well, it, his inexperience is going to be used against him in recruiting. Well, okay. Um, fine. Sure. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. But the bad look, the optics, he should have kept Clements for another year kind of situation, no. What you do, if you know that a situation is toxic, if you have a person on your staff that you don't think the same, I'm not saying you should hire yes men, but if philosophically you're different, if you can't agree on anything at all and it's it's come to a point of, of contention, you got to move on. It's a bad look to hire a guy from Gardner-Webb. I, I don't understand what that means. Can he coach? If that answer is yes, literally the only thing that matters if he can coach. That's it. He's a young guy. You know, maybe he's a kind of – I mean, look at Pete Golding's resume before he was hired as the defensive coordinator at Alabama. It's a different deal. And yeah, yeah, it was probably really hard for Lane Kiffin. I would be willing to bet that this was not his first couple choices. It's a weird time to be looking for an assistant. No doubt about that. But I'm not going to try to fool you into thinking that I, I was familiar with the nuances of offensive line coaches in the candidates available for Lane Kiffin and why this is a bad look or a bad hire, because I have no freaking idea. And I don't think anybody else does either. If you don't know anything about the guy, you don't know. I mean, this it could be bad. It, it could be. But you don't know, and neither do I. That's the point. Is I don't know if it's going to be bad. It could be great. I don't, I don't like the optics conversation, though. That's not for me. I, I couldn't care less. Can he coach? It's all that matters. It's all that should matter, anyway, is can he coach? Podcast also brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger and University Avenue. If you can't go to the SEC tournament, spend some time behind the grill while you watch it. And the best place in Mississippi to do that is LBs. It's the best place in the state to buy your meat. They also have daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. Stop in and tell Greg that I sent you there. It's going to be an interesting week. I, I don't quite understand the decision to pitch Nikhazy, but we will see. We will see. He's gone deep into games a lot lately. That's my, that's my biggest hesitation is how he's been used lately. Not so much that he's pitching in the SEC tournament. It's that what he's done leading up to the SEC tournament. Kid needs a break. But Ole Miss also needs a ton of help in the bullpen. And... um Got to keep the bats hot because that's the only way they're winning anything in the postseason is, is if they mash people to death. We'll see if they can do that in Hoover and maybe carry that momentum to a regional, which they, they're definitely hosting. At least that, that's that's the the line of thinking around you know D1 baseball and, and all those guys. The, the experts in college baseball all think that Ole Miss is headed towards becoming a host. So we'll see if they're able to pull that off. Um, 
football news is kind of scarce this time of year, but you did have some early lines come out. Ole Miss is a early seven-point favorite in the Egg Bowl, an 11-point favorite over Liberty, which is going to be a week from hell. I that That is the, the first time I've not looked forward to a week of covering a football game in my life. It's going to be miserable. Um, they were a six-point dog to Auburn, which I thought was fascinating. Um, a pick between them and LSU. And an eight-point favorite over Louisville in the season opener. So that was all the games that here I I forgot what book it was. Uh, I memorized the lines, so that was pretty impressive. You guys got to give me props for that. That was really impressive. I memorized those. Um, South Point, the South Point in Vegas had those lines. So pretty cool. Pretty uh, pretty interesting. The Auburn one doesn't make sense to me. So enjoy the SEC tournament. I'll talk to you guys either on the stream in the morning or uh, on the radio show or maybe just right here um, after the games this week. Y'all enjoy yourselves, and I'll talk to you again soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.